Are you living your best life as a salesperson or entrepreneur? Or do you find you're working all the time on this hamster wheel of life while stressed out and not financially free, which is the exact opposite of what you had signed up for, especially now in this global pandemic? If this is you, you are not alone. I found myself there in 2008 when I lost everything, including my health, and had to pivot working from home for the first time with no money. I rebuilt my life from scratch, juggling motherhood and marriage to get my life back and be recession and pandemic proof today. Now we live laptop lifestyles with our kids and are poised to travel the world together. How did we do it? Join me as I share my health and wealth and wisdom secrets, tips, tools, and expert interviews to equip you to be recession-proof and live your best life. My name is Lois Kofi, and this is Healthy and Wealthy and Wise. All right, all right, all right, everyone. It's Friday. It's a doubleheader day here at Healthy and Wealthy and Wise, like I shared with you guys. And I don't even know if you know this, Matt. I already did my normal Friday show this morning at 10 a.m. Pacific. And so now we have a double header to to hit the home run into the weekend. I know you guys are going to be excited. I've been talking about this uh, for the past three weeks. Um, My passion for affiliate income, my passion for what the pandemic did for me to help Mm -hmm. me pivot from offline referrals to online referrals, first becoming an affiliate myself for other people, and then building my own affiliate tribe. And and the reason that I got really excited um, uh, when I heard Matt on a podcast last fall was because his story really inspired me and resonated with how I've done business for the past 20 plus years. So so Matt, I want to turn over to you. You're you're kind of a big deal. I've been listening to your podcast now for about six months and um, have really been inspired by your story, your journey. So I don't want to waste any time. I'm just going to turn over to you to share your story of how you got to be the affiliate guy. Oh my gosh. Um, is there enough room on the screen for my big head now? You know, like, <laughs> I, I, I just spoke at a live event, got a lot of good comments about that. Then you're saying all these nice things like, what the heck? Uh, Cause that's like, it's weird for me. You know, it's, it's still kind of like, even though it's been a while, it's, it's still kind of weird. It always kind of freaks me out a little bit. Uh, gosh, how did I become the affiliate guy? So it's a little bit of a long story and I, and I will apologize in advance, but I think, um, I hope at least that there's a lot of lessons in, in my story. Uh, I'm told that there are, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to share it with you. Um, yeah, I got into online marketing all the way back in 2002. I had started these golf schools with uh, my dad. Actually, he started the golf schools. I came in and was teaching with them. You know, I grew up playing golf. I played college golf, played professionally for a little while, and then was teaching golf with my dad um, and discovered this website called Google. And back then, you could you could give Google 10 cents. Like, this is impossible today. You give Google 10 cents, and they would come to my website. And back, you know, we teach people now, like, build your email list, right? They don't, you don't try to sell them a $2,000 golf instruction package, like on visit one. You, you, you give them a PDF that they can download and build your list so you can market to them. That's, we, we take that for granted today. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, well, back then you came to my website, you had two choices. Give me $2,000 or leave. Well, about 1% of people would give me $2,000. So for like 10, 20 bucks, I was acquiring a $2,000 customer. I was 22 years old and I, I'll never forget Lois. It was like, it was like the, the coolest thing in the world. I was sitting at home. Don't judge me. It was a Saturday in the middle of an ice storm in like January, early February in North Carolina. And I was watching an Allie McBeal marathon. No, I know. Don't that, that that's, I, I don't even know why I share that. Just please don't. This is a judgment free you know. zone. Just so you know, yeah, I was watching Allie McBeal all, all day. I live with my mom, you know I mean? Like I still live with my mom. I was 22 years old 
and I had this ding that would go off every time we made a sale. And my dad split, my dad and I split the money, you know, 50, 50. And I heard like 10 o'clock in the morning, ding, about two episodes later, ding. I made a Totino's pizza and, and a chicken pot pie, ding. It's three o'clock in the afternoon, ding. Like right before dinner, down I'm going, oh my gosh, like I made $5,000 in the middle of an ice ding, $6,000 in the middle of an ice storm. Like, how is this even possible? Like, this is, this is the internet. This is 2002, right? Oh my gosh, this is amazing. Wow. Well, fast forward a few years, I left. My dad fired me, thankfully, because I was the world's worst golf instructor. Uh, I, my, my friend and I used to, we grew up joking that we, we did not want to be like those guys that grew up playing golf. They couldn't make it. And they grew up teaching old ladies in purple sweaters how to play golf. And sure enough, I hated teaching golf. I was great at marketing, but I hated teaching golf. Sure enough, one day we're teaching one of these golf schools. We got 10 people. You can do the math. I'm 22 years old, living with my mom, 10 people split 50, 50. I made $10,000 in two days teaching golf. Not because I was a great golf instructor, because I was great at marketing. And this lady shows up, but a 70 year old lady in a lavender sweater, God bless her. Um, Cause that's what we say down South, right? Bless her heart. It wasn't her fault, <laughs> but she showed up and I realized I had become what I said I wasn't going to be. And I took a little picture, you know, with my like 0.2 megapixel phone, right back then the flip phone sent it to my friend. And I, and I think I said something like, kill me now. <laughs> you know, I have, I have achieved nothing in life of, of substantial worth. Now, you know, this Lois, like if you're, if your girlfriend texted you and said, kill me now, like I, I failed in life. You'd be like, Oh honey, you'd call her up. You'd make her dinner. You'd want to take her out. But my friend was a male. So he responded back and said, ha ha sucks to be you. <laughs> and, um, we're still friends today though. He was my best man at my wedding. We're good. We talked yesterday, you know, but that's how we, that's how we deal with each other. Well, I got fired. Thank God. My dad fired me fast forward a few years, started another business with that friend that I was just talking about. And we were broke. We were literally like, okay, what are we going to do? We don't have any money. And I heard about these things called affiliates, these things like these people where you, they, 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 they send you traffic and then you pay them, but you only pay them if there's a sale and you, you pay them after, like you pay them 30 days later. Wait, uh, wait, we have no cash. Like we have $5,000 left in the bank. We're going to go broke. We're not going to be, we're not going to pay our team. We don't pay them until we make the money and we pay them like 30 days later. This is like, this is a miracle thing. Mm-hmm. So Memorial day weekend, 2005, almost, almost 16 years to the day as we're recording this, um, I'm supposed to be in hot dogs. I'm supposed to be grilling. I'm supposed to be hanging up by a pool somewhere. I didn't leave the office all weekend because I spent the entire weekend trying to figure out how to build the technology to start an affiliate program. We didn't have all the stuff we have today where you can like plug and play. Like we had to create it. I had to have a programmer create this thing in three days. I had to learn how to find affiliates. You Google it back then. There's like two results and neither one of them are any good. Like there was no course. Like we have a course now. It's called find affiliates now. Mm-hmm. Like you did. They didn't exist back then. So I'm like figuring this stuff out. Tuesday morning, I got a yes from one of the first affiliates. I still remember his name, Brandon Miller. From He's from Western North Carolina. Hey, Matt, it's Brandon. Biggest, I mean, like, pardon the t- terminology, but biggest redneck I've ever known in my life. But he was an <laughs> online marketer. And he, I mean, he could call me today and I would know it's him. If he just said, hey, Matt, I'd be like, Brandon. And his first month, he made us $300. I got another affiliate the next day who made us a couple hundred bucks that month. And at the end of the first month, I think we made like $7,000, which was just enough to make payroll and keep the lights on in the office. 
Mm-hmm. The next month, we made about $15,000. The following month, we made about $100,000. Fast forward 18 months later, and we had a million dollar a month affiliate program. And that was in 2006, uh, late 2006, uh, actually January 2007, actually, was when, it, when we hit our first million dollar a month, uh, our million dollar a month. That was kind of like the genesis of next thing you know, I'm like considered one of the experts in how to do this stuff. Even though I really truthfully didn't quite frankly know what I was doing. I just kind of made it all up. But everybody wanted to know like, well, how'd you do it? So I started uh, a few years later, actually started teaching this stuff. And well, that's my story. <laughs> and I'm so grateful because I think um, especially now there's there's a lot of people that want to find out about affiliate marketing and income because they're working from home. You know, how many people I have a few guests out here. I want to give a quick shout out to uh, from Hastings, Minnesota. He was uh, this is Sean Waite. He's a coach and and he was uh, enjoying your alley big deal marathon. How many people? <laughs> How many people would enjoy being able to make money from home without having to leave your house, especially if there's all these different weather events and life events happening? A deal is from Pakistan. So hello, all of you and all over the world. And so if you guys have questions, I will throw this out there. Uh, we don't have a ton of extra time today with Matt because his schedule is very tight. But how does someone uh, in this new normal, Matt, start uh, to become an affiliate marketer. Any advice, tips? And I know, of course, you you have some some great free gifts for them today. So I'll let you take yeah. it away. I mean, to start being like, if you want to be on the side where you're promoting things and making money, because that's uh, that's that's the one side, right? You know, there, there's kind of the two sides, right? You can have affiliates. You can have affiliates who are promoting you. You can also be an affiliate. Most people who do this right do both. You know, they they do both. Uh, both and. That's the key. I mean, like a lot of our revenue comes from our affiliates, meaning people who are sending us traffic and earning money, but also a lot of our revenue comes from us promoting other companies. And so the, the real, like the, 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 the simplest version I tell people about what is affiliate marketing is, um, I'll show you this story. It was a, a story when I was, I was, uh, speaking at this live event, this, I don't know, like a decade ago or something about seven, 800 people, mostly women. Uh, in fact, I think it might've been all women. It was like mostly like female bloggers. And I'm like, yeah, you know, affiliate marketing, it's amazing. Like telling them all about affiliate marketing, like considerably more things than I would have time here today. But I had them like, they're like, yeah, you know, I think that's, I don't know if anybody went like that, but you know, they were pretty excited. Like I can, I can do this. And I was like, okay, so who here doesn't think that they can sell an affiliate? Like who doesn't think they can do affiliate marketing? And about 30 people raise their hand. I'm like, okay, why do you not think you can do affiliate marketing? She's like, well, I don't think I could sell something that somebody else created. Like, I don't know how to sell that kind of thing. I was like, and I did not plan this. I genuinely had no plan for doing this, but like, come up here. Like, come on up. We sat there and I said, tell me about your favorite restaurant. And she's like, well, you know, she's like, well, what is it? She's like, well, it's such and such place. I'm like, okay, what's it like when you pull up to the outside of this restaurant? Like, oh, it's in this cool neighborhood. It's like a kind of like an artsy fartsy neighborhood, you know, she's like, it looks like, a, it looks like it belongs in an Italian village. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. You know, I'm like, okay, what about when you walk in? What's the ambience? Like, she's like, oh, the decor is just amazing. I'm like, okay. What about the service? She's like, oh my gosh, the service is amazing. Like every, you, it seems like they just kind of serve you, but they're not in your way. They're not super talkative, but they're nice. You just end up with your drink filled when you're like, how did my drink get filled? She's like, last week we forgot our doggy bag. My husband and I went because it's our favorite restaurant. We're always there. She's like, the waiter came running. I almost got hit by a car just to give us our doggy bag. 
I'm like, that's good service. And she, I was like, okay, so talk about the food. Now, don't ever do this at a conference at 1130 in the morning. That's just a little tip. Don't talk about food. Your audience will hate you. And they hated me because I was talking about food. Like I'm not, I'm like people, like she's describing this food. I'm sitting on stage almost drooling. Like I'm, mm. I heard my stomach just suddenly go, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh she was God. selling you. She was selling you. I looked yeah. at her and I said, That's affiliate marketing. You just sold mm-hmm. me on a restaurant that you have no affiliation with. You don't even know the people who own the place. You, you, it's not your food. It's not your decor. It's not your service. And you sold me on it. I said, who here wants to go to that restaurant? And every hand in the place went up. Like you just did affiliate marketing. That's all it is. The other example I often share uh, is affiliate marketing is, is a butt sniffing monkey. <laughs> and, uh, we have, I have a podcast episode titled that, but it's based on this, this idea. There was this video back, it came out in 1998, my sophomore year of college at the University of Tennessee, and we had just gotten T3 internet on campus so we could download videos and it didn't take like, you didn't have to download it overnight. It's like a 15 second video and, and it's a little crass, I get this, but the, the, you know, the monkey scratches his butt and then he puts the hand up to his face and he goes... And he falls out of the tree. So what? what is a sophomore in college supposed to do in 1998? We don't have email, really. We don't have social media. Like, I can't go and be like, hey, everybody watch this post and tag some friends. Yeah. I can't even text it to anybody. Like, what, what am I supposed to do? Take a picture of the URL and text it to my friends? Like, we, didn't, huh. we could not do this back then. And what would they do with it? They can't watch it on their phone. So what do we do? We went outside. We're like, dude, come here. Come here. Every time a, somebody would pass us. We, I lived in the athletic dorm because I played golf at Tennessee. And I, I like I see a football player. I'm like, dude, Al, come here, man. You got to watch this. He's like, oh, play it again, play it again. And then he's like, hey, man, Vincent, come down here. And so we're always like, come here, come here, come here. You got to see this. You have to see this. You got to watch this. We had a room full of like 30 people sometimes just watching this video of this monkey. I probably saw it a thousand times. That's all affiliate marketing is, is come here, come here. Mm. I got to share this product with you. I need to tell you what it did for me or what it did for my friend or what I believe it can do for you. Mm. I just need, I just need you to see this. And so we start just by identifying what are those products? One of the simplest way to do that, look at your desktop and that could be your physical desktop. So I'm I'm just going to pick something here, right? Um, This is not an advertisement for a switch pod. I've got a switch pod, Pat Flynn's, you know, um, what do you call this? Like a, a, minimal handheld tripod, right? I could promote this. I think I actually have a link for it. I think it's mattmcwilliams.com forward slash switch pod, right? <laughs> I could talk about how amazing this is because it's allowed me to, you know, to do do things, right? I, I could sell you, I don't have a link for this, but I could th- sell you my thermo flask. You know, that's a bad example because that doesn't apply to my audience, but look around on your actual desktop. Look at the websites you visit on a daily basis. Look at the apps you use on your computer or your phone to run your business. There's a question. I'm just throwing it up there, to, yeah. not to interrupt you, Look but at keep- those things. Find the products and then see if they have an affiliate program. Look for the products that are going to best serve your audience. That's the key. Yeah, and I, I want to quick, but Sean, before we get to your questions, I just want to reiterate what you were saying. You know, and I, I know you have a, a resource guide that I actually signed up for on how to make ten thousand dollars in one month uh, in passive income as an affiliate, and and I did that last year, um, and it wasn't through a lot of products. However, I do know when you say promote the products that you know align with you or or you know are, are part of something that is an easy within reach, just like your desk. 
how do you choose? Cause there's so many things. And I feel like it's like a lot of people, they, they have too many options and then bless you, then they, they can't focus. So I don't know if you have any recommendations on how many products and, and how to choose the, the products or the companies that you're going to promote. Yeah. And I apologize. I'm having, I'm finally showing signs of having spoke all day long. Oh no. <laughs> uh, my throat, just a moment I about gave out. Uh Oh, take like, your time. Uh-oh. I can, uh, I can talk. I don't, I don't breathe well, apparently. Like somebody's like, no, you have to, you have to breathe better. I'm like, I don't know how to learn that. So somebody's gonna have to teach me because I just breathe <laughs> how I breathe. Um, so yeah, I mean, how do you pick the products? I mean, number one, start with again, start with the things you're using. Start with the things that you're using and that apply to your audience. And what I mean by that is I give you a really good example. For, for I don't do this anymore, and I'll explain why. But for the longest time, I didn't use ConvertKit or I didn't use MailChimp, but I recommended MailChimp to my audience as a starter for email. Why? Because they had a free, basically you could do almost everything with it free up to like a thousand subscribers. Yeah. ConvertKit had a 14 day free trial. So for my audience, starting out building their email list, I, I, I don't use MailChimp. I can't speak from experience, but I can honestly recommend it to my audience. Yeah. It's not about necessarily what's best for me. It's about what's best for my audience. Because keep in mind, I just mentioned, I said some dates earlier, right? I started online marketing in 2002. I built my first online business in 2002. A lot of my audience is building their first business in 2021. Hmm. So the tools I'm using at my level with a larger team now, with uh, you know more revenue and the ability, like for me, when I need a good lighting kit, for example, I just, I'm like, what's the best one? Who I know, I know the people who run live streaming sites and I say, what's the best one? And they say, it's this one. And I go buy it. Well, when you're first starting out, you need the $50 lighting kit, the hundred dollars. So if you go to my, my toolbox page, for example, I think the lighting kit I recommend is like $110. It's really, really cheap. I still have the, the one. It's not the same one because I don't make anymore, but I used the $110 version at one point, you know, like, eight years ago. And so you have to think about where your audience is and how you can best serve them. That's the only deciding factor. Like if I weren't making any money on this product, would I recommend it to my audience? If the answer is yes, then promote it. If the answer is no, then don't promote it. That is literally the only filter I have. Like my only rule in affiliate marketing, really like the number one rule and the most important rule. And if you don't follow this rule, all the other rules don't matter. Don't promote crap. Don't promote something that your audience isn't asking for or that you know isn't going to serve them. And so that's just a good example of where I might promote something that I don't even personally use. Now, what happened later was ConvertKit came out and matched the MailChimp free trial. And I went, well, there's no need for me to promote them anymore. And it's easier for me to promote ConvertKit because we do use it. And I can talk about this. And we have a bonus training if you purchase through us where we we walk you through how to set up your segmenting that we couldn't do on MailChimp because, well, we didn't use it. You know, and so that that kind of changed things, of course. But that's just a you know one example of ways that we might promote something that we don't even use. We promote courses that we don't use. Why? Because I I'm not a beginner blogger. My friend Jonathan Milligan has a course for beginner bloggers. I don't need a beginner blogger course. Mm-hmm. I I he didn't and this course didn't exist when I started my first blog back in 2008. Actually, 2004 is when I started my first blog. We still call them web blogs back then, uh, oddly enough. Uh, if anybody's wondering where the term blog came from, that's where it came from, web blog. 
And it was literally a log of your things that you were doing or, you know, updates. That's how it started off. And so I started that back in 2004. I don't even think Jonathan had done any blogging way back then. So how could he have a course? But I know him. I know his style. I know, I know our, we have plenty of people who bought his courses and they highly recommend it. That's enough for me to recommend his product. Yeah. And you inspired me with your um, resources page when I first heard you and I went to that. This is so for those of you that were asking that question, um, if you go to on my screen, this will be in the show notes, loiscofi.com forward slash resources. It was inspired by Matt and and your question to your point. I did start out with two things. And then after I got that muscle developed, this is just was my experience. Uh, it was easier to add things slowly. It helps to have a podcast. If I have guests mm -hmm. on there, they have an affiliate link. I put that on my resources page if it's yep. if it's evergreen. And so I know, Matt, you are so gracious and we have a link for you guys. You want to go and learn how to build your own $10,000 a month in passive income. Essentially, you did that through creating a resources page, right? Yeah. I mean, here's the thing, like your audience, and this can be tough for some people to kind of wrap their head around your audience that follows you is what follows you, whether it's 50 people, a hundred people, a thousand people, a hundred thousand people. Like we look at it and go, Oh, it's only the people who have a hundred thousand people or more that are considered experts, not to your audience, to your audience. Mm -hmm. You might maybe have a hundred people on your email list. Those hundred people see you as either the expert on your subject or an expert on your subject. Okay. Mm -hmm. They look up to you. Like I remember when I had, I don't know, at the time I probably had about 4,000 people on my list. It was bigger, but not definitely not like anything like it is today. And not like, you know, woo, like I'm a big deal. And I remember walking out, we were at church with my daughter and I picked her up from her, her class and we're walking out and I see this couple, younger couple, probably in their like early thirties. And they're do like, the, the lady's going, and then they're looking at me and they're both kind of going like that. And my daughter is a beautiful blonde girl. And I'm thinking they are going to try to get her into a windowless white man using Werther's originals and they're going to kidnap her. Oh. And I'm looking like the, the papa bear and I'm like putting my arm around him. Like, We're going this way. We're going to walk by them. And I am giving, I'm like giving them the death stare at this point. And then finally they come up and, and the lady's like, are you Matt? And I'm like, depends on who's asking. Like I was, I was like, I seriously thought they were, this was some sort of a thing. And she was like, well, my husband and I were like, we're really big fans of yours. <laughs> you know, we love your videos and like, because of you, we, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> all right, cool. Let's talk, you know? Um, and so that was like a really hard thing for me to get through my head at that point, that that kind of thing could happen. And so your audience sees you at the expert. So your recommendation hmm. holds a lot of weight. The other thing is like, we just inherently want to know what are the pros using? So maybe your niche is gardening. You're, you're in the gardening niche, right? Like I'm picking the most obscure thing I can think of. Well, you're the one doing the videos about how to do stuff. They want to know what trowel are you using? What tiller are you using? What fertilizer are you using? What, what seed are you using? And, and they just, they want to do it because they know it works for you and they want to do the easy thing. Mm -hmm. So they just want to know what seeds you use. Why would they want to go do further research on what kind of seeds to plant when they can just use yours or you're a coach and, and you coach, you know, people who coach, I don't know, let's just say podcasting, right? 
People mm-hmm. want to know. They just want to know, Lois, and I'm sure this is on your resource page. They want to know what microphone you use, what what this thing, the windscreen, you know, the windscreen. They want to know what pop filter. They want to know what software you use. Why? They don't want to do the research. It mm-hmm. works for you. Your podcast sounds great. You have good ratings. I enjoy listening to your podcast. I'm just going to use the things that you use. Yeah. Now, as the podcast person, when people ask me that, they say, well, what microphone do you recommend? Let's just say... I. I think my microphone costs like a hundred bucks. It is not that expensive, right? They don't even make this thing anymore. Uh, it's the ATR 2100 from Audio Technica. So I recommend a different one, but let's just say I had the $700 mic. That was like the most amazing thing ever. Then I would recommend that. And I would say, here's the one I use. Oh, also here's a 50 to a hundred dollar version that you could start with. It's almost as good. And you could use that. And so we have to think through that when we're promoting things like, you know, again, the lighting kit, like I don't recommend when you're starting out that you go buy a $3,000 lighting kit. You don't need a $3,000 lighting kit when you're first starting out. You really don't. Can you eventually get there? Of course. And so people want to know. So that's why we recommend it. And you, you see the URL there at mattmcwilliams.com forward slash lowest resources. Uh, if you can't spell it either one of those words, you're probably not going to set up a good resources page. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, Matt, and I know you'll put it in like show notes and stuff like that, but yeah. it's super easy. And we're going to walk you through step-by-step step how to create a resources page. Okay. Step-by-step step how to do that. Let me just give you a couple of little tips though uh, that are in the guide, but just to kind of whet your appetite. Number one, this page is not about what makes you the most money. It's about what serves your audience. Mm-hmm. So if you go to my resources page, it's, it's very simple. It's mattmcwilliams.com forward slash toolbox. I know yours is, uh, I think it's, it's your name.com forward slash resources, right? I mean, it's, yeah. it's super easy. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when you go to that page, some of the stuff on that page, I make an affiliate commission on. Some of that stuff is my stuff that I sell. So I keep all the money. Some of that stuff on that page is free. I don't make anything on the free stuff. Sometimes it's free, but leads to a paid thing. And I make a little bit on that. And a lot of the stuff that I recommend on there, I think roughly a quarter is stuff that's either free and I never make a dime or it's paid, but I don't, they don't have an affiliate program and I make nothing promoting it, but I don't care about that. My number one objective is to serve my audience. My audience knows that. And my reputation in that way is the most important thing. Secondly, uh, it's not just a bunch of links. Don't put up a page and have it be something that's not visually appealing I'm not saying that my resources page is like, whoa, I look at it and go, this is the best website page I've ever seen in my life. It's not, but it's got images and there's some white space and the text is broke, broken up. And then the third tip I would say is make sure you categorize things. So for me, like we've expanded the categories over the year, uh, over the, over the years, like we have a, I don't know, I'm just making this up because I'm not looking at the page. We have like tools to grow your brand, tools to grow your list, tools for podcasting, tools for videos tools for affiliate marketing, tools for growing your affiliate program, tools to build a course. And they're mm. categorized and you can easily navigate to those and, and you know, see like, okay, boom, this is, I came here to know, I want to know how Matt does this podcast. Boom, right here. Here's the tools I use for, for podcasting. And so those are some of the, my, my favorite tips, I guess I could say. This page is super easy to create. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's probably the second most, Third, third most visited page on my website, my homepage, my about page, and then my tools page. Third most visited page uh, alone brings in an average of over $10,000 a month. And that's honestly, that brought in that much before I even had much of an audience. Probably I had maybe a few thousand subscribers and it was bringing in $10,000 a month. 
Well, love, people love the, I mean, it's kind of an example. What he's talking about, guys, is like Uber. Uber started just with cars. Then they had Uber Eats. Then they had the scooters. And they're just adding. You become, your resources be, you know, page became a one-stop shop for me. And that's what I saw. Just like you, I wanted to be a gatekeeper, a resource for all things sales, podcasting, et cetera. So I think it's it's pretty simple. And, and, and Sean Waite has a good question that I want to go back mm-hmm. to, though, because I see other affiliate marketers talk about ClickBank. Mm-hmm. Do you recommend people go there to find affiliate opportunities? Sure. Um, I, I don't, here's the thing, like when you're very, very first starting out, you might need to use something like that to, to look for opportunities. But if I go to a ClickBank, so if the thing I want to promote is, is on ClickBank, then I'll promote, you know, I'll go to ClickBank and, and I'll promote it. But if, it, if they have their own in-house affiliate program, then I'll use that. If they're on Infusionsoft or ShareSale or one of the other 800 places you can have an affiliate program, um, you know, that's fine. I, I don't generally recommend, it's, it's usually not best to just go out and say, oh, I'm, I need I need something to promote. Let me go look for something because mm. um, here's the thing. I mean, I, I'm not going to do the best job literally right now, but for me to create a plan to promote this SwitchPod thing, it's, I feel like Pat, Pat, you owe me money. Uh, <laughs> I'm text him in a minute. I got it upside down even. I'm a ter- Like I could do this. Why? Because I use it and I already know how to market it. Um, if, if, um, you know, if let's say my, let's say that uh, I'm just going to make Stu McLaren came out with a new course that I haven't been through all about creating recurring revenue. I know how to recommend that. Why? Because I work with Stu, you know, I've known Stu for a while. We're friends and like, it would be super easy for me to, to do that. If I go out and I'm looking for something and it's by somebody that I don't even know that I've never even heard of, I've never been through it. I'm not even entirely sure I understand the subject matter. Mm-hmm. What is the learning curve for promoting that effectively? It's going to come through. Like I tell people all the time, the number one key to promoting mm-hmm. anything, to selling anything is just belief. If I don't believe in the product, I'm, I'm going to suck at promoting it. Yeah, It's going to come yeah. through in my copy. It's going to come through. Like we, we get it in person, right? I, um, you know, the example I often use is like, you go up to, uh, you got a guy who's going to ask a girl out on a date and he goes up and he's like, uh, um, Hey, uh, um, you know, um, you maybe like want to go out and I don't know, like get coffee. You like coffee? I like coffee. Coffee's really good. I like, you want some coffee sometime? He didn't. He didn't believe. But if he goes up and it's not about being like that guy who's got like you know the gold chain and he got the extra button unbutton that guy like that's not it. Like used car salesman, right? That's not it. But he just goes up and he believes that she's going to say yes, and he's like, hey, um, you know, I'd love if sometime we went out for coffee. What do you think? You know, that's a different. Like it, you get that it comes through in your your audio. It comes through in your posture, body language, your, yeah. your body language, your eye contact, but it comes through in your email copy. It comes through in the words that you put in your email. That's why we, we recommend, like we take people through a visualization exercise. I, I still use this to this day, that when I'm going to write copy, I need to get in the right frame of mind. And it's like a whole, I don't have a time to like go into the whole visualization exercise, but the gist of it is we encourage people to get in a frame of mind where they believe in success. And so one of the things that we have them do in this visualization exercise is see the person clicking the the link to go to the sales page. See them reviewing the sales page and going, yes, this product is for me. See them clicking the enroll or the buy button. See them purchasing it 
and being excited about it. And then fast forward three years from now and see the results. So let's say you're selling a weight loss course. You see the guy who's 300 pounds clicking the link and buying it. And then you see him three years later, weighing mm. 180, finishing a, a mini triathlon or playing with this, throwing his kid up in the air. And when you do that, you go, okay, I, I got this. But it starts with the very early on, which is like, I know this delivers results. Uh, mm. Let's just say, you know, again, the weight loss thing, like, uh, it's really easy for me, for instance, to to uh, you know promote a, a weight loss coach because he's helped me so much, right? I can I can do that. I don't have to go. Well, you know, I wonder if and maybe you know, I don't, will it work for? I know I know it worked. I know people who've been through his program. He's like batting a thousand. He's a hundred percent of his coaching clients have have at least gotten to halfway to their goal within six months, like a hundred percent. So if if that's the case then I can sit down and confidently write this copy. So it comes through in everything you do, your podcast, your videos, your email copy. Whereas if I just go out and like, oh, you know, I think I need a weight loss thing. I'm just, oh, there's one that pays really well. No, that's, that's just not going to work. There's got to be yeah. some level of belief there that's already existing for you to be able to promote things effectively. Especially in this world, I, I've been a sales trainer, so I, you're preaching to the choir. It's all about authenticity versus the used car salesperson. So it all starts with belief. And I, I know we're running out of time. This kind of, I do want to touch on, you know, how you helped me with my own affiliate program. Awesome. I, I've recruited over 100 people going for 500 this year. And Sean Waite, he's actually one of my top affiliates. And he says, you know, do you recommend focusing on getting one stream of affiliate up and running full blown before starting to promote another one? And then let's touch on yeah. your 100. Yeah, I do recommend going through a cycle at least. So it's like, you know, pick one launch. If, it, if it's a launch and let's say that launch lasts 17 days, Get through that so you can do, even if it's just, if you're a solopreneur by yourself, then you do an after action review afterwards. And you, you look at the, you look at things like your email copy. What were the emails you sent that had the really high or really low open rates? What were the, which ones had the click, you know, the better click through rate? What did you say? How did you promote it? Maybe it's the first thing you've ever sold in your life. That's what I love about affiliate marketing is it teaches you how to sell and gives you the confidence that you can turn around and sell your own products down the road. So you do this after action review. We do them as a team. Um, now we actually do them now. We do them live. <laughs> uh, we do them as a team. And then our members uh, and our membership actually get to see uh, us basically do a debrief and, and talk about that. So that's kind of cool. Like we wow. have, it's a built in, it forces us to do these. <laughs> and like we, we talk, okay, now here's where we screwed up, you know? And so look at those things. How, how did I screw this up? How, what did I do? What, what did I do that I've never done before? I like, mm. I feel like I invented it. And it worked. You know, the, I'll give you an example. The, we send an email at midnight Eastern on big promotions. So typically the cart will close. The, the registration will shut down at midnight Pacific time. So three hours after midnight Eastern. But at midnight Eastern, we send an email. And we, we call it the you still up email or the midnight mover email. And the subject line, the original subject line, this is back in 2015, was you still up question mark. And then it started with you still up me too. Here's why it just, mm -hmm. you know, it just occurred to me that you may think that you missed the registration deadline, but you didn't. There's still three hours left because the deadlines, you know, midnight Pacific time, that email in a five day registration period, open cart for five days, that email accounts for sometimes around 10% of our total sales. We might wow. sell hundred courses, 
We'll sell 10 of them from that email. And we get more email responses to that email than any other email. They're like, thank you. I thought I missed the deadline. And, and so we innovated that. We did it and we went, holy crap, it worked. It's now in our playbook. Like every single thing we ever promote, we send an email at midnight Eastern time on the final day. That's It's non-negotiable, right? Mm-hmm. Why? Because we tried it once and we did an after action review. If we hadn't have done the after action review and said, well, what mm-hmm. worked and what didn't, we would have never would have known. And so to answer that question, Sean, yeah, it's really hard to do that after action review if you're balancing multiple things or you mm-hmm. go boom, 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 and, you know, one into the other, like have just a little bit of space, cool your audience down, bring them down from this big promotional push, then warm them up for the next one. It's all about cycles and rhythms in your content. And so, yeah, pick one, just pick one thing to promote. If I, if I said to you, the key is you got to go make a list, a spreadsheet. You got to go find 20 affiliate programs and apply to them all and start promoting. Like nobody's going to do that. Mm-mm. But if I say go find one affiliate program, sign up, start promoting, experience any level of success, any level. I don't care if you make one sale. If that's success to you, you made one sale, good. That Now you can go replicate that. But if you, awesome. if, let's say you promote it and you make some mistakes, then okay, go back to the well and promote that thing again better I, now I got it. I figured out a few things. I'm ready for the next one. And that's the biggest mistake people. I'm gonna, like right now, I hope you guys are like, yes, I want to, I want to do affiliate marketing. I want to do some affiliate marketing. I'm so excited about this. I could, I can make a resources page and promote a hundred things. And the problem is you will spend the next six weeks signing up for affiliate programs and you will take no action whatsoever on actually doing mm-hmm. anything to produce revenue in your business. Amen. So instead, we pick one, we go all out. You don't have to go all out for like eight years, <laughs> even eight months or eight weeks. Just go all out for a couple of weeks on that one thing and then find the next thing and then find the next thing and so on and so forth. That's great advice. And I know we, we've we got to let Matt go. He's got another meeting to get to. So if you guys do want to build your own affiliate program like I did and got to over 100, this is the resource on the screen, mattmcwilliams.com forward slash Lois 100 can help you to get your affiliates fast. And of course, you can check out his podcast and learn so, so much more. We just want to thank you so much, Matt, for being here today. Thank we'll you, have Lord. to bring you back again another time. Until next time, guys. Uh, and I don't know, Matt, do you have like one more minute or are you, do you got to run? Go grab this report. I'm going to walk you through step by step, just like I did, Lois, how to identify affiliates, how to find them. More importantly, this is the key, how to reach out to them. They're they're there's like, and I share this in the report, but the biggest mistake I see Lois, when, when people are like, Oh, I'm going to reach out to affiliates. They send an email that's this long. And it's like, well, I started this company in night, you know, in 2007. And my grandfather was like this. And, you know, by the way, my favorite color is purple and we pay a 40% <laughs> commission. And it's, you know, the audience is like stay at home moms who, who homeschool their kids. And, you know, also, I really love watching reruns of Friends on Netflix, and and they go through like this whole thing. If you see an email that's a page and a half long when you open it from a person you don't know, what do you do? By default, you look Delete. for the trash can button and you move on with life. <laughs> and it's the, the text is in the in the in the report, guys. It's a four sentence email. And we have a rule with our clients. It's called the four sentence rule. You are not allowed. <coughs> Under almost any circumstances, we have one client where we gave them a pass because there was a reason they got five sentences. You're not allowed on an initial reach out to send more than four sentences. Why? Because you're not looking for the affiliate, the prospective affiliate to go, yes, sign me up. I'm so excited. You're looking for them to say the three magic words, which is tell me more. 
that starts a conversation and gets you going. And so grab the report, you guys, you see the URL, you can, you can click on it wherever. Super easy, mattmcclarence.com forward slash lowest one zero zero. Go there, download the report. I'll show you how to find affiliates and you can build an army of affiliates just like I did 16 years ago now. And when lowest, you hear the- it's so cool to hear that, by the way. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I just wanted to share that testimonial with you because you, you've made a difference in my life and the lives of my affiliates. Now I'm paying out uh, a couple thousand dollars every month. It's a start. That's it's awesome. not a, mi- a million, but I want to be able to do six figures and beyond. And as you go, your parting words, when you hear the phrase healthy and wealthy and wise, Matt, what does that conjure up for you in your mind? What does that mean to you? Well, I mean, you could break that down. Um, healthy is something I, I didn't really feel very much in my life until about two years ago. Um, so healthy to me is um, I can do the things physically that I want to do physically, you know, whatever that might be. I, I realize there's going to be a day, you know, when I'm 80, that I might not be able to go like, you know, hike 3000 feet elevation or something like that. I don't know. Um, so healthy might, might change, but it's, um, healthy is when there's no limitations. There's nothing Mm. in my health that is holding me back. That that's healthy by, you know, by definition, if you have chronic upset stomachs, it's something about that's holding you back. You know, if you have chronic headaches, something about that, that's not health. Mm -hmm. So it has to be like, there are no limitations in your, in the areas of your health. Um, wealthy to me, uh, it, it is, it's a financial thing. I, it is a financial thing. I think anybody who's like, well, real wealth, no, what really like you've got to have some money. I, I mean, I, I know the studies and there is a limit. There's a point of diminishing returns. And I think it's somewhere right around a hundred thousand dollars in America. Like you people who make a hundred thousand dollars statistically are happier than people who make $60,000. That is proven. People who make a million dollars are not statistically happier than people who make a hundred thousand. So, okay, we got to get to a hundred thousand dollars. We got to have the money to be able to do the things that mm-hmm. we want to do and not feel like we're missing out. That's, that's well, um, wisdom. I mean, it's so simplistic. Um, learn one new thing every day. Like it blows me away. If you just learn one freaking new thing every day, unless you really aren't wise right now, you know, the math on that, <laughs> that is 365 new things. And so, Learn something, you know, mm-hmm. I don't care if it's about learning h- how to be a, a better parent, go learn something about, you know, Chinese history. I, I learned something. I'll give you one example. Blew me away. I was listening to a biography of Confucius. Mm-hmm. All right. And I do need to go. I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> I, was listening to this bio- I gotta share this. I was listening to this biography of Confucius. He's from like 600 BC, I think, mm-hmm. you know, and has nothing to do with affiliate marketing or my business or leadership or anything that I'm like interested in. I was just kind of curious about Confucius. So I listened to his biography and I w- they said like, um, and they're talking about the Eastern Zhou dynasty, Z-H-O-U, how it started in 770 BC and it started declining in 600 BC. Now I come from, I'm a product of this century. Um, ten, I mean, I'm not, you know, 21 years old, just to be clear. I was born in 1979, but I really kind of cut my teeth in this century everything's moving so fast. I'm like, oh, it started declining in 600 BC as a while ago. So it probably finished, like the empire probably fell in 590, right? It fell in like 320. Mm-hmm. It's like a 280 year decline. I'm like, that's a long time for an empire to decline. Like today we watch governments topple overnight. Like, oh, there's a, coup, there's a coup in Egypt and it's live on CNN. And it's like, mm-hmm. uh, even like, even in 1991, uh, there was a Soviet Union and then there wasn't the next day. Like the Berlin Wall was there and then it just wasn't. And we're watching it live on ABC with Peter Jennings. You know, things are moving so fast today. Mm-hmm. And it hit me. Listen to his biography of Confucius. 
the world's moving so fast. So should you in your business. So should you in your affiliate program. And what mm. I had been teaching, I had been teaching and preaching for years, this message of slow and steady wins of the race. I learned ironically that the year that the Eastern Zoo dynasty fell was also the year they believe that Aesop wrote the fable about the tortoise and the hare. And I was like, uh-uh, uh-uh. Slow and steady is a myth. The only reason the hare lost the race is because he took a nap. It wasn't because he was moving too fast. The, tor the tortoise didn't win the race because he was moving slow and kept playing. He won the race because he stayed awake. Mm. That's the only reason why he won the race. Now you got to move fast. And so that, that thing about like grow your affiliate program, slow and steady. Now that that's, that's not right. And, and just so I'm not just so I'm clear when I say go promote one program and then promote that doesn't mean that that's slow and steady. Okay. That's not, no, you're still going to, you're going to promote it. You're going to learn from it. You're going to promote the next one and you're going to move fast. So like, that's what, that's wisdom to me is like, how do you go listen to a biography of Confucius and somehow apply it to affiliate marketing? Um, that that's wisdom over time. And I think that just comes from practice, from, from information, from consuming content, mm -hmm. but also consuming it in a way that you're looking for ways you can apply it to your life. So that would be how I would define those three things. I love it. Thanks for going over time. The Jocko t-shirt. Well, thanks guys. Uh, Matt, thank you again. If you guys have any interest, of course, in becoming an affiliate for Lois Kofi, you can go to kofiaffiliate.com. I'm always looking for go-givers and people who want to help spread my message. And please share this message. Love Hit it. the share button. Hit the share button and make sure you spread this word because it's been an honor and a gift and a privilege to have you, Matt. I know your schedule is full and uh, we want to wish you um, all the best. So guys, here's to your best health, your best wealth, and your best wisdom. We'll see you next Friday at our normal scheduled time for our next show. See you guys. Bye-bye for now. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed this, please subscribe, refer a friend, and please drop me a rating or a review. If you do that, I'll reward you with a free 20-minute free coaching session on crafting your journey to your best self. Reach out to me at lois at loiskofi.com to claim your 20-minute slot. Until next time, be healthy, wealthy, and wise.